Hello, this is Suzanne Morse of Seven Letter. And this month, as part of our of Women's History Month, we are talking to the women of O'Neill and Associates and Seven Letter. Today's episode is about women's leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I have with me today, Shelly O'Neill, and what I believe is her inaugural podcast appearance, Lindsay Toghill and Christine Dunn. Welcome to you all. Thank you. Good Thank morning. you so much. Or afternoon. Depending on where you are. <laughs> um, so, Lindsay, let's start with you. You work on our government, our state government as- affairs side. What has been your observation, uh, particularly when it comes to the state house and leadership from individuals like the Senate President Karen Spilka? Um, what has been your observation about the leadership that has come from them, and what do you think is, um key about having women uh, in leadership roles during this kind of crisis? So thanks so much for having me on. I think, you know, obviously this pandemic has been completely unprecedented in most people's lifetimes. And while so many things have been easy to pivot because of new technology, um, we are still so reliant on people in our economy to make things work. And what I think has been really interesting is that push and pull of how do we use technology? How do we get people back to work? And how do we uh, protect the electorate and, and the population as best as we can? And I think what's been really interesting, especially from a state perspective of women's leadership, because we do have um, the Senate president in Karen Spilka from Ashland. And it's been such a fantastic um, partnership between the Senate and the House, uh, former Speaker of the House, Bob DeLeo, and now um, Speaker Ron Mariano in his, in his first few months in the job, and then Charlie Baker as well. And what I think has been very interesting about the State House is there's been, initially there was very much a focus on how do we keep people safe? How do we Um, try to think about what parts of our economy should open and how that should work and what do we need to do to make that happen. And Karen Spilka, and I was cheering for her from the sidelines, was very quick in saying, even in May of 2020, so the pandemic had only been going on for two months, that the reopening of the economy depended so much more than anything else on transportation and on childcare. And that was something that was evident to all parents, but more especially women who unfortunately, uh, bear the brunt of, of child care is their number one issue. And so I think you've seen in the last few months, um, she's really focused on people. And I think that that's been a hallmark of her leadership in the statehouse and, and not to knock on other people in, in leadership. But, you know, she started talking about child care, started talking about ways to um, help families very quickly and very early. And you've now seen that play out in other parts of the country. Um, our own Congresswoman Catherine Clark has taken that up on a congressional level. You've heard Nancy Pelosi talk about it. And it's not to knock on um, male leadership, but this was this is an issue that I think most women who have children think about very early is, okay, how do I keep my family safe? And how do I make sure that they're, um, that we have the, the processes in place to keep all of us safe and moving forward? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think an important point there is a, the first point you made, which is that um, women in their everyday lives are thinking about these things even prior to the pandemic. So it's not a surprise that 
when the pandemic hit, it became a, a, uh, a consideration for someone who's in political leadership. I also think an important point to make is, you know, someone like Karen Spilka came to her job through a different um, pathway than a lot of male politicians. Um, right. And, you know, that I think probably has influenced her thinking as the pandemic has become, you know, impacting everyone's life. And she's been very clear about what the effects on people will be, not just on our economy. And I mean, not to knock um, and not to say that women don't think about economic growth. Obviously, we all do. But, sure. you know, one of her her hallmark issues as Senate president has been mental health. And she was also very quick to say, you know, the 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 longer people are out of work, the longer children are out of schools and out of their normal um, routines, their mental health starts to suffer. And how do we address that as a society as we're coming back? And so she's been very focused on that already again this session uh, with starting a, a, a new special committee on post-pandemic resilience, which is not only economics. It's not just business. It's the business of people. And I think that that's what's really different about this. Yeah. So, Shelley, of course, you are the chief operational officer. And so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what it was like having to make and, and still having to make some of these operational decisions as the, you know, as the pandemic hit. And then as we've kind of all adjusted to it. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be with you. And while I listen each week, it's fun to participate myself in person. So thank you. Um, you know, a phrase I often coin and that I like is John Lennon once said it best, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. And COVID-19 certainly taught us all that. Um, for all the planning and um, organizational, what we do day in and day out of the office just turned upside down for us in a matter of, of days. And it's hard to believe it was just over a year ago that I sent an email to staff asking them to work from home until further notice and tried to um, you know, provide everyone with the materials and the um, resources and tools that they needed to work from home. And, you know, I've often said, and many of you have heard me say this in the office, you have to be happy at work to be happy at home. And I think it's so important that you have a work-life balance. And for many of us, that was completely turned upside down. Um, our, our living rooms became our offices, our school rooms for children, our dining rooms, you name it, we're doing everything at home. And I think the biggest challenge was one, making sure that our arts team felt safe and comfortable at home and that they had the resources that they needed to do their job. And I also think it was very important that we could maintain the confidence that people have to have in the company to know that, you know, we are going to guide them through this, this pandemic. None of us knew how long it was going to last or how long it is going to last. And, um, and really, you know, working as a team, making sure that there's communication, making sure that we support each other. Um, you know, I, I know Tom and I have both said until one of us or both of us are, feel comfortable getting on a train, we don't expect any of our employees to get on a train and come back to work. And uh, it's, it's merely making sure that we can support everybody and provide the resources. You know, as we worked from home, we looked for new ways to hopefully improve efficiencies for people. So we did the trans transition for the Microsoft Teams, hoping that we could provide a, a resource to people to make it easier to work from home, to communicate with your clients. Um, and, you know, we constantly look for those, those opportunities. Being a small business, you know, um, I, I remember being the only one in the office for about a month, month and a half with Marilyn, you know, and one of the key things was, you know, obviously we needed to get the mail every day so we can make payroll and we can make sure people get what materials are coming in for clients 
or for staff. Um, and we continue, we continue to do that on a daily basis and just make sure that our operations team continues to support our staff working remotely. And I'm just so proud of what everyone's been able to achieve. And you know, we'll continue to do that. We're excited to open our doors for our new office space, which I think will be very exciting for everyone to come back to. Um, but the key thing is to make sure people feel supported and to know that you know, our first priority is their safety and their health and that of their families and that we're there to, to support them. Yeah, I think you said something at the, at the beginning too. This all happened very quickly. And, um, I, you know, I've often thought how, how much of a challenge it, it, you know, must have been for you and Tom in terms of how quickly it all happened and having to make some decisions kind of flying blind, as everyone did, because, you know, no, none of us really understood the extent of, and, of the pandemic. And certainly none of us, I think, expected that um, what we thought maybe a couple of weeks or a month was going to turn into a year in terms of working from home, et cetera. That's correct. You know, and we're in the crisis business and there was no crisis playbook to pull out and say, okay, this is how we do this. Then this is what we're going to do in the first hour, you know, first week, second week, there was just nothing like that. Yeah. And it really, you know, it's, uh, I, I think the, the key, the, the, well, the most important thing for us was the safety and well-being of our employees, you know, and when you'd hear that someone had COVID and they were sick, you know, we check in with them all the time and make sure yeah. that, you know, you're supporting them and what they need. Um, but, you know, it's really, you know, we, I think we operate like a family and we care about everybody. So the most important thing for us was to make sure that we cared for everybody on our team and we continue to do so as best as we can. Absolutely. So, um, so Christine, talk a little bit about what you, on the public relations side and the industry perspective, what you have seen in terms of women's leadership? Well, I, I love all the points Shelley and Lindsay have made because I think it ties into the thoughts I had when I thought about this question. Um, from my perspective, PR, and I'm going to broaden it a little bit and say marketing communications has always been a special industry for women and the opportunity for female leadership because long before the pandemic, I feel like our industry um, allowed women to pioneer a successful remote model of work. And I think a lot of women successfully navigated that opportunity bolstered by the developments in technology to allow them to create that option for themselves and have flexibility. And, you know, I know during my lifetime and my adult career lifetime, I've seen numerous, numerous examples of women who have successfully grown their careers, grown businesses, particularly in our industry and become leaders not just among women, but in the community at large in their own right, um, you know, using this remote model of work as their foundation. Um, and I think Shelley's points about how female leaders approach this, where, you know, particularly women who play the dual role of also being a mother, you know, organizing a household, organizing a family means putting Safety first means putting the care and well-being of others first, means um, creating routines that people um, can rely on and build foundation of trust and communication. I mean, that's really what a successful household and therefore also a successful organization needs to flourish. 
And, and I think women bring that to the table um, and um, help organizations, um, you know, come together, um, particularly in remote situations, because this concept of not just leadership, but a service leader comes out. And um, when people have a sense of emotional safety, as well as physical safety, have a sense of routine and have a sense of their well-being is being thought of. Um, to me, that's the hallmark of female leadership. And, um, and what we saw the broader community, the broader business community have to learn in this pandemic. So I guess my thoughts are that um, women leaders started to pioneer the model for remote work in the PR, marketing, and communications industry. And um, now everybody else is kind of catching up. <laughs> Isn't it nice as a, as a woman, though, to be able to, and, and as a, a man, too, to be able to um, incorporate this remote model into your daily work schedule? I'm finding it very helpful. I, I, I find it very, very helpful too. You know, the, the challenge about it, particularly if you're playing two roles of mom and um, career, the challenge is that um, the boundaries are blurred, right? Between work life and home life. And so learning how to set a routine for yourself in that and to teach your kids to set routines in that is a challenge. It, there's a learning curve. You have to experiment a lot of different things. And as your children grow up and grow older, those routines for them have to change. So you have to adjust. But the benefits are overwhelming because once you start to get into that routine, um, you know, it allows you to share across the boundaries as well. Your children right. learn about work. They learn about leadership. They learn about, you know, what the options are. And I think there's an enormous benefit to it. Um, so, you know, I think, I think remote models can be very successful. And I think the pandemic has, you know, we talk a lot about the challenges in the pandemic, but I think there are a lot of benefits too, to sharing within the family, you know, all these different kinds of opportunities to work together and just show your kids by example, what it means to be part of the workforce. I would just add to, I mean, I think it's really inspiring. I look at, you know, women, we're mothers, we're daughters, we're sisters, we're aunts. We're all, we carry so many different, you know, hats. We, we, we do so many different things. And I, I find it so inspiring and it, yet it's been challenging for sure, but what women have been able to, to achieve during pandemic, during this pandemic. And, you know, I often think of the days I'd get a phone call or an email and say, Shelly, I'm so sorry. My son or my daughter is sick. And I'd always say, don't worry about it. It's, that's life. You got to take care of your family. And I don't think today we've learned that you can, we can do everything. We can be home. We can be just as efficient and productive for our, our clients and take care of our family. And I agree with you, Christine. I think we've learned what we can do in this remote environment. And I think the way we work and the way we live has been forever changed because of that. I also like this, the, the fact that women bring this idea of the service leader to, to the forefront. Um, right. you know, I, th I think that, um, you know, we always admire leaders who are able to grow things and build things and, um, be successful financially in the business world. But I think what COVID has taught us is, is exactly what you were talking about earlier, Lindsay, with, 
the importance of the people and not forgetting that any policies we make, anything we do, it comes back to people. And that's what I think women leadership brings to the table that, you know, there, we cannot forget the fact that ultimately we are human beings. We need to have community. We need to come together. And, and I think women offer that perspective and that balance in the boardrooms and, you know, in all aspects of business and community life. And it's a perspective that we need to think about as a business community, um, you know, how we allow more women to participate that way and share that because COVID taught us, like, we have to come together. We need each other as people. Well, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> It leads me to my next question, which is for all three of you. Um, is there anything that's been surprising to you about how, the way that women in the workforce have reacted to the pandemic or coped with the pandemic? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say surprised. I think women have the unique ability to multitask, to get things done. I, I think there, as I said earlier, I think there's so many different hats we wear in our daily life. Um, I think, you know, this pandemic has just really brought the best out and, and women. And I think there's just, I think there's a whole new appreciation. Um, you know, I, I think kids have a different respect for their parents. I think spouses have a different respect for, you know, women. And I, I think, um, I, I just, I think it's been inspiring and liberating in many ways for women. I think that's an interesting point, Shelley, because I do think that, um, you're right, that spouses or partners or other family members have seen the women in their life in a different mode, you know, because they don't necessarily see how women function in their work life um, unless you see us on the phone or on Zoom meetings or offering strategic advice, et cetera, in the same way that they have now day to day. So that's an interesting insight. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have surprise with regard to the way women in the workforce have responded. I have been pleasantly surprised at how a lot of men have responded. I think that <laughs> I've seen more men with greater appreciation of the challenges of balancing all the different responsibilities. Um, I see more men on conference calls and Zooms now dealing with the young children and holding the babies and trying to do their part um, because they're in the house with their families and they see that it has to happen. And um, I hope that as we move into a post-COVID world, that people remember that and that, um, you know, the, the joke um, I know early in my career was if you worked from home and you had, you know, kids running around, you had, literally had to go into the closet to have any kind of like work call or anything, you know, because you almost had to hide the fact that you had kids in the background. Um, the fact that there seems to be greater acceptance by both men and women that this is going to happen, that life is life. Um, and you know, the opportunities that that presents in terms of starting to think of women more equally, again, in the boardrooms and in the, you know, executive rooms, I think is, is a really important development. And that was a pleasant surprise for me to see how I saw more men kind of step up and say, yep, you know, we got to deal with this. So um, your biggest takeaways from the last year and women in the workforce in the pandemic? 
I think we've changed business forever, I hope. So many things that women wanted, a better life work balance, at least in terms of flexibility. Um, I think that, as Shelly said, people have been surprised at how much that can change and has changed and how much work can still get done and how much how much more we can still grow. And I think that that's changed for a long time, I hope, anyway. A recognition that these things, these infrastructure pieces are important is also a big part of it. Childcare, mm -hmm. transportation, other things. We can't take them for granted. The structural things, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, as we think about our social policies moving forward, Lindsay mentioned childcare, which I think is always at the forefront, but, you know, we have a sandwich generation um, of women who, mm -hmm. um, you know, are kind of straddling childcare and the care of their parents, right? Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be more thoughtful um, moving forward in some of those policies as, as we try to continue to keep women in the workforce and, and you know, family members in general engaged. Um, I think there have been, you know, instances and in certain careers that have negatively, negatively impacted women in terms of their ability to participate. And so um, I know we've all read a lot about a lot of women who felt like they've had to drop out of yeah. their careers. And, and I think we need to recognize the fact that um, there are large numbers of women who are facing that and who are wondering how they're going to get back on track or back into work. And so being supportive moving forward, I think is something we all need to think about um, to help them, to help them make that transition back. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that point, Christine, because I do think that the pandemic experience has been different for women who are in, you know, a professional career like we are versus women who have been working sort of um, at, at grocery stores or on the front lines, hourly pay, et cetera, or, you know, women who work in the restaurant industry. That's obviously been a completely different experience than the experience that um, those of us who are able to work from home have had. Yeah, and we want their participation. You know, we Absolutely. want them to be we want them to be engaged and involved and and to feel like, you know, that they have a job and a career of their own also that that they feel good about. Yep. So anything we missed? No, I think it's an insightful conversation and I think it's one that will continue. Um because I I you know, I can speak for our company. I know our job descriptions and the way we work have been forever altered, and I think it's it's for the best in many cases. Um, you know, I, I look back and, you know, we've had an employee who's worked from home for years and we've made it work, and that was a choice that worked for her family and what she needed to do, and it worked for us, and I'm proud that we were able to do that. And I think it's, as we move forward, you know, we'll see more of that. I, there'll definitely be work from home, and um, I think it presents great opportunities for both men and women who, who, who need to you know, support and help their families through different times in their lives. Um, but I, I think we've learned from it. You know, every dark cloud is a silver lining. And I think, um, you know, there'll be some good that will come out of this. Well, that is great. Uh, Shelly, uh, Lindsay, and Christine, thank you for joining us on Away On Air today. Thank you so much. Thank you.